Good afternoon, Steelers Nation Radio, and welcome inside for the last time at Training Camp 2021, Heinz Field. Normally, this is the time where I start to set the scene for the show. I tell you it's a beautiful day here on the North Shore. The sun is shining. Practice is getting ready to start in a half an hour. Fans are filling in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'd be lying if that's what I was telling you today. It is not a beautiful day on the North Shore. It is not a uh, sunshine and 70-something, 80-something degree day to come out and watch some football. Oh, no, Arthur Motes. It is a wet one, cousin. How we doing? This is a beautiful day to me. I hate the heat. I love rainy days, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. This is like my favorite weather thing, right here, man. You live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's my favorite weather right here. <laughs> so for me, I am absolutely ecstatic about today's weather because when everybody doesn't want to be out here, this is home for me, baby. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving this, man. Beautiful wet day. Beautiful with a capital B. B-E-A. Beautiful as a one famous actor would say. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't mind it as much. It's much cooler. You know, normally you and I are kind of like sweating. Exactly. And, and I, man, it's no sucking fun. Sucking down water out here. We'll be over here complaining like, man, it's humid, man. We're so hot. You get that shirt sweat. You get the chair sweat. True. Nobody likes that. That's, That's not true. cool, man. Although, you know, you do get the closer parking spot than me, so I don't think you had to walk as far in the rain to get here. Ah, see, perception but, isn't always reality. But, hey. But teach his own. You know what? We yeah. are cutting our eyelids off. We are getting it done. We are looking ahead. We are looking mm -hmm. forward. And I got to think, Motsi, somebody who's looking forward to this today is Mike Tomlin. You know, you oh, and I yeah. touched on this. I think it was one of the first few days of practice. There was a little bit of rain, and we said mm -hmm. Mike Tomlin's probably liking this because Mike Tomlin likes the guys to have to get out there in the elements and Facts. get some work in. But Motsi, that was nothing compared to this. That was like turning on the faucet for yeah. a couple seconds compared to this rain that we have today. The tarps have been out. Mm -hmm. The field crew's been out there for about 45 minutes. Uh, Motsi, these are the elements right here. This is going to be a, a different kind of practice, one that I'm, I'm sure you've been part of plenty of times. Yeah, absolutely, man. These are fun practices. Uh, first off, because as a kid, your parents always told you you can't do what in the rain. You can't play outside. Exactly. Can't play in the mud. So so as an athlete, anytime we got a chance to practice you in the rain, it. we absolutely love, love it. You love it. Which also goes into why playing in the rain is always fun. I love the rain. Like everybody complains about the rain, but everybody wants to run outside and jump in the puddles. We all talk about dancing in the rain, a romantic night. Oh, we kissed in the rain and the doorway. You know what I mean? Like singing in the rain. Absolutely. So when you get this scene from a practice point, from a practice perspective, Coach Tomlin loves because now we're going to get a chance to work on the things that will happen in season. Mm. But yet we can't always set up this climate. We can't work on ball security in the rain, throwing the ball in the rain, catching the ball in the rain, also as a defender, attacking Heck the ball yeah. in the rain. And footing in the rain. Well, yeah, and technique-wise, yep. it changes. So, um, for example, Antonio Brown, we would always highlight him in rain practices because he's a guy that catches with his hands 99% of the time, right? He is a hands catcher, very fundamental. Eyes on ball, two hands on it, squeeze the target, take a picture, tuck it away. When it goes to a rain practice, though, or a rain situation like how it currently is, trying to catch with your hands becomes very difficult. I'm sure. You think about your gloves, right? The patent leather becomes very non-adhesive, <laughs> non-sticky. So you have to use more of your body to trap the ball. It's a different style of catch. Now, typically, mechanics-wise, you don't like to do that sure. when it's dry out because sure. when the ball gets into you, you can bounce off your pass. But if you can understand the science behind it and the timing of it, it will make you a more effective and efficient pass catcher in this weather. 
but if you don't get this weather, you can't work on those things. That so you we can, would you always, can only simulate that so right. much. Right. So we would always highlight Antonio in situations like this because he, you could just tell from as soon as he knows it was raining, he's he not even switching his gloves. He's just instantly going from hands catching the body, catching, trapping the ball. And you would, we would highlight him, and then we would highlight the guys who tried to do it the other way sure. and how much sure. they were struggling. And we would just talk about the difference of wet conditions versus dry conditions as defenders. Grass field, you might switch your cleats now, right? Typically go with your moles a little bit faster, but now traction becomes more of an issue. So you go seven steps, like all the different things that you, you don't typically think of, you get this chance to do right now. So now say if it's week 10 and it's raining, pouring like this, we're not gonna have to be figuring it out for a quarter or two, right? No, we've already been through this. It's, Absolutely. It's, it becomes just the routine thing for us, and we're able to just, okay, boom, I switch this, I go to that, and now I'm ready to I operate. I do this with my cleats. Absolutely. I change this up with my tape maybe, but Absolutely. other than that, I, I'm, I'm familiar with what I'm doing here. And even when you think about like the blocking element, right? Grabbing cloth when it's dry out is a lot easier. I would imagine so. <laughs> than when it's a downpour like how it is right Probably now. tackling as well, too. Yeah. Absolutely. E everything changes, and that's the biggest reason why when you talk about some coaches, they'll see this weather and they say, hey, man, call practice or send them inside. And why Coach T is always like, no, we need this. We need to be out here and here. Even if it was snowing like that, we would still be outside because those are the elements that we can't account for. We can't create snow. We can't just create rain. So when it comes, you need to make it your ally. You need to make it your friend. Don't look at it as adversity. Don't look at it as something negative. Make, you it, got, your, make you, it your advantage. You got to do the Bane thing, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, you got to be molded by it. Mm -hmm. Yes, embrace the rain. I, 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 I know Mike Tomlin is, is excited down there mm -hmm. to rock and roll. Because like I said, we thought we were going to have one of these practices about two weeks ago. And they got, was that lightning? It just started lightning that day, right? Well, no, that was, a different, that was a different day. That was the day they called practice. Yeah. This was one of the first few days of camp. And it was raining like this heavily all throughout the morning. Mm -hmm. And then at about 1 o'clock, it really cleared Died out. Like it was just a very light drizzle. So it was nothing like this. Like, they didn't have the tarps out. They didn't, they didn't have anything like that. I don't think yeah. footing would have been an issue on that day. But today, Motsi. We got are, the lights on. It's beautiful, certainly, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how, that's how overcast and that's how hard. That's actually a good way to kind of mm -hmm. paint the picture for everybody. That's how overcast it is right now. That's how hard it's raining, is that they actually have the lights turned on at Heinz Field. You don't see the lights turned on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of <laughs> summer very often. <laughs> but it's, as soon as they turned it on, we felt like it got brighter right here as well. Oh, it definitely did. Like, you needed that. Absolutely. You definitely did. needed that, man, yes. just because of the overcast. But, man, it, it, like I said, I, I just love these type of opportunities for this team, man. It's no guarantee you're going to get a day like this in practice. It's no guarantee that it's going to happen. So when you get it, you got to make sure that you use this day to the best of your ability. Yeah. Do not waste this opportunity, man. If the practice was already going to be intense because it's game week, because we know we're what, a couple days away now, and we know we want to be sharp, this takes it to another level. You're right. Because you know that You're these days, rain right. practices, you put a premium on rain practices, man. This, you heard how excited I got, right? That's yeah. why when you started poo-pooing today, I'm like, wait a go. minute, bro. We don't poo-poo rain days. Are you silly? Like, no, bro. This is significant, man. And we we love rain days, baby. And honestly, <laughs> normally there's more of these in, yeah. the, in, the, in the confines of training camp. Like, they can, drove I, too, can, I, yeah. can I flash back with you real quick? Get, get, get to me once I get to me. 2018 was my first training camp working, yeah. all right? Um, and I had just started working with iHeart. Like, I had just moved back from Philly to Pittsburgh. And so I texted the day before camp. I mm -hmm. I'm packing. I'm getting ready for camp out in Latrobe. And I texted our buddy Adam Crowley. And I said, hey, man, like, I'm packing here. <laughs> I was like, Is there something I should know that, like, 
you learn your first time out there, right? Like what I said to him, what's the one thing I should bring that I'm not gonna bring that I'll regret? Like help me out here. Rain gear. And, and <laughs> that's exactly what Crowley said to me. He said rain pack gear. He said pack an umbrella and pack a good raincoat because he yeah. said you're gonna have at least a couple rainy days Seriously. out there. And unless it's lightning like crazy, Mike Tomlin isn't calling practice. Yeah. Good raincoat. Good umbrella. That was Crowley's advice to me wonder, in 2018. Why and he do was we correct. get more rain like that in Lake Show compared to here during training camp? You know what? That's a good question. I don't know. Like, because time-wise, we're we still pressing the same Do slots, we have right? a meteorologist on speed dial here? Come on, me. man. You went to West Virginia. I thought that counts for everything, man. <laughs> Can we get Scott Harbaugh on the line Come here on, man. quick? Jeez. Yeah. I, I, it, you know what? It must be a climate thing. I, I know that in, in, like, the Harrisburg, Hershey, Carlisle right. area, mm -hmm. they get, like, 70, 80 more sunshine days right. a year than we do here. So it, it's – it's and that's not that – I mean, that's a couple hundred miles, but right. it's not that far away. Um, so it, I'm sure it just has something to do with the climate, something with us maybe in, in the proximity to lakes and, yeah. and water and all those different things um, and this kind of weird spot in between the Midwest and the East Coast that we are here in Pittsburgh. But almost all the tarps are off, just one more little tarp to go. Guys are starting to filter out onto the field, and we will have, again, you know, as long as there's no lightning or, or serious um, safety concerns. We will have a, a soggy, wet one here today for practice at Heinz Field. What's a serious safety concern when you're playing football in the National Football League? <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Speaking of safety concerns, though, l let me let me ask you this. What's a serious safety concern? <laughs> do you have to do anything differently as it relates to protecting from injuries on a day like today with weather yes, like today? Absolutely. Think about a guy like Deontay Johnson. Very elusive, cutting back foot in the ground you always trust that the ground is going to hold still right well we know wet grass compared to dry grass drastically different yes it is. your footing drastically different yes it is so you might not be able to be as you know stop and go it's twitchy right sometimes now when it's like this it's more so foot in the ground get what you can get north and south versus trying to do too much of the side to side in this combo all you're going to do is just slip and if you slip now, obviously, you're going to fall, but you open yourself up for more injury because you're getting your body parts, your knees, your arms out the framework of your body. Yeah. And that's where you really get, you know, exposed to some of those freaky injuries and stuff like that. Uh, you know what? It's it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot to manage. It <laughs> certainly is. But you're going to have to do this during yeah. the regular season. And that's why you got to have these days, man. You got to have them. I, I, I'm with you. And, and again, I, I know Mike Tomlin is happy about this because – you know, we're not as in close in proximity with him as, as you know, I normally yeah. would be during training camp in Latrobe. Um, but I've seen that smile on his face before when, oh, he, yeah. when he walks out of the locker room or when he walks you down the, the steps the in Latrobe yeah. in this type of weather. Um, he wants to test these guys in a different way. They yeah. will do that today. Uh, like Mosey said, it's, it's kind of one of those things that it's just, you can't simulate this. I mean, shoot. You either get the weather as, or you don't. Think about how mundane this is, right? You know how guys were advisors. Like on their football homers, right? They, they on the master have the little visor, the clear shield, tenant shield, mirror shield. You put that on in this rain, you're not seeing Z. You can't see anything because it fogs up. So you have to learn how to breathe in that as well or guys take it off. Now, some guys that need it for medical purposes, James Harrison, when he played, you're stuck. So oh, it would be plenty of times he's out there like, bro, I can't even see all the way, <laughs> but I have to have this on because I have either an eye injury or I wear glasses or something like that. And those are other things that you have to get used to. I know for me, man, I had to change how I breathe when you're in a visor in rain. You can't necessarily. Oh, can yeah, because it'll fog it up. Yeah. And once it fogs up, what, you going to reach for your hand towel that's already that's wet? It's already wet and dirty. <laughs> yeah. You're going to use your glove that's already wet? <laughs> 
You gonna call timeout? Like, hey, 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 I know this is second down. I know you just played this play, but I need to see. I can't see real quick. The, as funny as it is, right, as simple as it is, that is significant. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. It absolutely yeah. is. And that's why it's good these guys, they're getting um, you know, a dress rehearsal absolutely, in those man. elements out here today. And that is obviously something um, that Moats and I are excited and we're fortunate enough to be here under the comforts and the dryness. Of I do our like tent, that now. Of our tent here in we, we, the we, we south. We don't have south. to sit outside in the rain. Yeah, a little bit lighter of a crowd today, Mozi, but still uh, just a little bit. <laughs> still a couple, still a couple dozen sickos who are out here bearing the uh, the elements to watch their Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of ponchos. You love to uh, see to the right of us amongst those who did. <laughs> you love I mean, to God, see it. <laughs> God bless, God bless all of you who are out here taking in practice today. Those are the uh, officially diehard. <laughs> those are the yeah. yes. That, that is the definition of <laughs> diehard right there. No one could ever consider you a fair weather fan. No, 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 not at all, not at all. We would we, we be blasphemous to even consider those words towards anybody that is sitting out here today. Motsi, there's been some big debates around the National Football League as it relates to taunting, as mm -hmm. it relates to penalizing excessive celebrations. I want to discuss that with you when we return on the other side. You want to get involved with the conversation, you know where to get at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 The Body. Live at a soggy Heinz Field. It's training camp 2021. It's the Steelers Blitz. <laughs> Steelers Blitz live at Heinz Field, our last day here on location. Mother Nature sending us out with a bang. It is a wet one down here on the North Shore, but practice is ongoing. A couple dozen fans brave enough to uh, to face the elements here to watch their team in person one last time in this setting. It's been a really cool setting down here at Heinz Field. Um, and, and just big props to everybody who has uh, who has played a, a part in, uh, in putting this thing on, including our security buddy Stan, who's been hanging heck out with yeah, us here yeah. underneath the tent as well. We are having a lot of fun, and we have got plenty to get to today. Motsi, where I wanted to go next, I again, this is another one of those topics that I could sit here and I could uh, – fancy word time. I could pontificate on this for the next hour. Why not? But it, it just means more when we have these discussions, when I've got a guy who spent a decade in the National Football League on the show with me, when I've got a guy who was a professional athlete um, for, for, what, the whole first 30 years of his life. Um, well, I mean, I guess you weren't a professional say, athlete when you were, like, hey, 12 hey or 13. <laughs> but you get it. All right, a guy who's been there, a guy who's done that. It's one thing for me to talk about some of these issues, but it's a whole nother to – Ah, you know, get it from the horse's mouth, right, but, but, Mozi? That's what they wait say. wait a minute now. You know, I love the duality ah. of this show because it's one thing to hear the player's perspective. But as a player, I'm lacking in fan perspective. So I always enjoy being able to hear from you and being able to share a show where I value your opinion and you can give us your perspective as well. So this is going to be a blast of a segment. I like it when we pat each other on the back. Come on, man. That's what we do. Like two years ago, Mozi said – Motsi said to me something along the lines of, I like doing a show with you because you're, you're one of the few radio guys that actually knows ball. <laughs> and, I mean, that was, like, that was like a top ten moment of my life. I don't think my e – I still can't fit in the door back at our studios because <laughs> my head's so big from that ego boost. But the issue that I want to discuss with you, Motsi, is, is this new taunting yeah. penalty that has been widely debated the last few days. Mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend in some of the preseason games, we saw this called in just what – you know, seemed like some really soft incidents. Mm -hmm. um, guys just, just flexing. I mean, literally guys who just had a nice run, stands up, flexes, harmless, gets thrown a 15-yard penalty. Um, we hear an owner like John Mara of the Giants talking, talking about wanting to get this out of the game. I, I just want to ask you, mm -hmm. as, as the former player, 
Is this something that you think is an issue in the NFL? Has taunting maybe gone a little bit too far? You know, you've got Antoine Winfield doing the peace sign in front mm-hmm. of Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl and, and, and that different kind of stuff. Tom Brady getting in Tyreek uh, in a tr- Tyron Matthews' face. I think that's where a lot of this snowballed from was the Super Bowl. But is this a real issue, or is this maybe just Goodell and company doing something that they've done before and, and, and making something out of nothing, something that really doesn't matter to the fans or the players? No, um, I'll tell you, honestly, man, I understand what they're trying to do, and they're right from a business standpoint because it's about perception, right? When you do all the taunting and stuff, I know as a professional player, when we look at college kids, high school kids, we're just like, yeah, it's Bush League, y'all. Children, that's what children do. Whereas us as adults, we are still ultra competitive, but we understand the professionalism that goes with this game. And in one breath, we encourage taunting, right? In one breath, we do, especially when it's from our side, right? We've seen Claypool when he's chopping first downs on the Tennessee Titans guy head. We saw him when he had the catch in game one against the Cowboys first down. It's all good when it's your team, your players. Soon as it's the other team, let that be Lamar Jackson being out here first down and on us, on our sideline. Let that be Baker Mayfield coming over say, to our sideline, yeah. pointing at seven. We're going to all take offense to that and feel way differently Marla about Humphrey. that. Right. So that's the biggest thing. When we talk about these type of rules, don't always look at and this like, and I'm just talking about personal perspective. I always try not to look at it solely from my side of it. Try to look at it from more of a whole angle or a whole view of it, because that's the part where it gets a little different, right? If guys taunt each other, because I know me as a player, I've taunted guys and I've been taunted, but in both of those scenarios, I know mentally for me, when you taunt me, my next thought is, okay, I'm going to blow your knee out. <laughs> now, I'm just now, now dirty player or not, right? Sure, I've sure, never been sure. viewed as a dirty player, but mentally, that's where I go because sure. you want to one them up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to taunt me, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to make sure you can't taunt me anymore. So that's where you draw that fine line. As long as it's your team, we're all good with it, right? Until it's not your team, until it costs you, until something negative happens, a guy gets hurt because he retaliates to a guy taunting, now we're crying foul. Now we're saying this guy should be banned from the league. Now we're saying, oh, man, you got to put a stop to this stuff. And that's why I always caution people. Like, man, I understand that face value is so simple to say, man, yeah, this is childish, bro. Like, come on, man. Got a peace sound. Cool. Peace sign is fine, but what's the next step? First is peace sign. Then what we said after that, what? Antoine Winfield. He's finding Tyree Hill. To make, I'm going to make sure I peace sign you now, right? Totally different sense of how it happened. Sure. Brady. It, it didn't feel as organic exactly. in that moment. But that's the issue, right? Because the first guy that does it, he sets the tone. Cool. But when everybody else is trying to one-up him, then it's just, you're going to have to keep going. <laughs> right, so if right. you don't put a stop to it, where does it stop? Hmm. That's the biggest thing. We talk about fans fighting, right? A lot of times on field, we got referees. People are going to keep us in line. People are going to, hey, you will get a flag if you do this. In the fans, You hear that a lot of times, too. Right. Hey, ref, you let this game get out of control. Right, whereas in the stands, we say, man, hey, the, 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 the security people, they're not micromanaging fans like that. So when they get the time back and forth, back and forth, and you one up me, I one up you, you one up me, next thing we know, we got a beer thrown by a lady, and it's a brawl going on or in the Rams game. Sons and some guys. A- exactly. <laughs> sons and four so, is feeding a Nuggets fan right. uppercuts. So for me, I think of all of those things when I think of this rule, and even though, like I said, part of me is just like, man, I was childish. I see their side of it because perception-wise, if I'm a sponsor, if I'm Fox – even though people are tuning in for it, do I really want that to continue to be the brand? Hmm. Because that is what it would go to. Now, granted, 
we know that, hey, man, that could be the extreme, but we've already seen steps being taken to make it be like that anyways. So when I think of the NFL, I just think of them doing what is best for the brand as a whole, not one particular team or one particular player. You know, the the example that you kind of laid out there, I really like. I think it makes a lot of sense when you kind of compare it in a way to, to fan behavior in the stands. It's all cool if you're – Hey, you guys, you guys stay. I mean, you know, like there's there's fun, playful chanting and, and, and banter that can be had between fans that we all know does not cross the line. Mm-hmm. But it can escalate really quickly. Yeah. Particularly, and crossing the line is different, too. What's crossing the line to you might be different than me. You talk to a person about Baker Mayfield. You could say Baker Mayfield sucks. Cleveland Brown fan might not take as full offense to that. You say Ben Roethlisberger sucks. How many times have we seen Steeler fans almost go to blows? behind somebody just saying Ben can't throw the ball 30 yards downfield. <laughs> so when we're even trying to gauge what is crossing the line, that's all going to be relative yeah. to that person that you're yeah. talking to. No, that's true. And it's, I would admit, it's, it's a similar conversation out there on the football field. I just worry, Motes, that something like a, a, a guy getting a first down and standing up and flexing or T.J. Watt getting a sack and kicking his leg up in the air. Now they were clear, though. They were clear with that. It has to be face-to-face and, taunting. And when we talk about that flex, I know the running back player you're talking about was with the Rams player, right? In the, the preseason. Colts, I, or Colts, Colts excuse player. me. Yep. When he stood up. He did look at the players ex- on the ground. So when we talk about the definition of the rule, that is taunting. If so I'm, you, listen, if I'm on the ground and you got up and flex, like, I promise you I'm taking offense to that. I promise you when I see you again on this field, I'm trying to put you asleep. I, I, like, for a fact, So you that's think my energy, if he would have been facing the end zone when he, when he flexed instead of the pile, it, it would have been a different story. I'm just saying, as a story. player, if I'm the guy that's on the ground, even if he didn't run, if well, I'm sure, the guy no, that's on the ground I understand that and he's flexing in this direction that, of me, that perspective. yes. But that guy, that guy on the ground is not the one who threw the flag. The ref No, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking about the guy throwing the flag. The referee's throwing the flag because he sees – this guy is facing his direction right. when he flexes. But that's what but I'm asking. What you I'm think saying, if though, he wasn't, right? If he wasn't, it wouldn't he be not throwing that flag. Okay. Yeah. And TJ, if you're celebrating and you five yards away from nobody, you're good. You slap hands with your teammate. You can even do group celebrations. It's just when it is directed to it, and we know exactly. What we, and that's why I brought up Chase Claypool because it's the difference between when Juju celebrates and dances versus when we see Chase, and we know exactly what we're talking. We've pointed to it multiple times, and we laugh. Because it's on us, right? We laugh because it's Chase doing it. But as soon as somebody else do that to us, we'll be the main ones crying foul. The main ones crying foul. And that's the part that, that's the part where the NFL is trying to take that out of it. Chase can still celebrate. You can still throw first downs up. You can tell people, hey, man, I'm the man out here. Just don't do it towards that person because then that person's going to want to up. He's going to want to one up you. And where do we draw that line, man? No, that's, that's a very good point. You, you're absolutely right. You have to draw the line somewhere or else – all that gray area right. leads to leads to incidents. It and then, leads and to then, fights. It leads to, yeah. And as soon as we have one big brawl because people was taunting and nobody wanted to throw the flag, we'll be the main ones up here talking about, man, NFL, they got to get this under control. They man, let it go for too long. Gosh. And then, and then you know the other narrative. I told you the football players, they out of control. They all thugs Well, that anyways. was all the malice at the palace fallout a- exactly. back in you know 2004 I mean? so, with, with the brawl <laughs> in, in Indiana and right. Detroit. Yeah. And we know that's how it would play out. So when I think of the NFL, I'm like, they're doing what they know has to be done to keep yeah. this in the bag. No, and that's a good point by you because while I'm thinking about that too, that whole malice at the palace thing, it spilled over and mm-hmm. it involved fans and it got ugly. Absolutely. But it all started with Ben Wallace, mm-hmm. Ron Artest, Jermaine O'Neal that's what it was. getting in each other's faces. That's what it was. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that that that's <laughs> like a good point. As childish as it is, it, it leads to that though. That's what it is right now, now man. See, I like hearing that from you. I don't like hearing like 
I, I, want, I want to hear a player yes. talk about this. When, when, when John Mara comes out, all right, the owner of the New York Giants, John Mara, comes out. Yeah. And he says, and I quote, we get kind of sick and tired of the taunting that goes on on the field from time to time. Nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. John, who do you mean by we? <laughs> the billionaire owner who's never played a snap of football in his life? Like that to me, if if play if, if and you are yeah. the voice of the players here on this show, right, here right. in a lot of ways around Steelers media, I mean you're one of the few guys that, that played that is now on the other side of the yeah. equation. When you're explaining it to me, yeah, I believe you. I'm listening. I'm taking your word no, no, for the, it. The, the person that delivers the message always plays when a it's part. One hundred percent. When it's when it's when it's the billionaire yeah. who never played a snap of football, saying right. we're getting sick and tired right. of this. All right, well, who's we? Exactly. You know the, that the, the messenger a hundred percent plays yes. a role, and their delivery on it. It absolutely for a does. fact, man. Yeah, but that's you know how. But how if I but if the it, man. if you if you think most of the players feel the same way, then hey, maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe John Mara is speaking for everyone involved. This is the thing. My perspective is different because I'm able to sit back here and look broader. You feel me? Sure. You're asking a 21, 22-year-old, Devin Bush is a prime example. You think his perspective is as broad as mine is right now? It is not, no. <laughs> I mean, we, we already know. I mean, we, some he, of the things he that happened hasn't in played, yeah, No, he hasn't played 10 years in the right. NFL. He hasn't, I mean, you're in your 30s. He's still, I mean, right. he can still be a college kid at his age. Seriously, so. You've like, got a wife and a family. It's, it's I mean, like, different. yeah, no, you're, you've got a broader right. spectrum than he does, certainly. But that's why when I think of these scenarios, I always say this is the NFL doing something for the shield. And that's the difference in terms of when we're asking an individual like a Devin Bush, a Chase Claypool versus a Cam Hayward or Ben Roethlisberger. They're going to answer to what they individually feel helps them out. You talk to Chase, Chase is going to be like, man, I don't like this rule. Well, because Chase is the one that does some of the time. Of sure. course you wouldn't like that's, this that's rule. A good point. You think Ben cares about this? Ben ain't ben talking. Doesn't care. Ben doesn't tell people. Yeah. So it's not an issue. No, no, that's a really good point. And, you. And ben celebrates. It just depends on the guy. And we're not going to like, like Ben I don't you, celebrate. I bet you Odell celebrate. Beckham doesn't like this. Doesn't like okay. this rule. Now, now you see what I'm so, it's all, it, but it, someone it, like Cam Hayward probably right. doesn't, doesn't give a rip. Right, but if you're talking about the shield, the brand of the NFL as a whole, what is better for the brand? A bunch of guys that taunt each other after every single play after because you a, know after a 12 yard run because you know yeah. for a fact that's what it would go to it's, you, it's you, that's already, it's already doing that in yeah. a lot of ways it Come is i now. mean you, you run for six <laughs> yards in a first down and you get up and act and look, like, look, look. like it just scored a touchdown uh, in overtime a, a guy have a 20 yard run you blast him really hard after 20 yard run you get up and flex like, bro, he ran for 20 yards. Flex on your own time, man. Like, I don't want to see that. I I do think there's a fine line, too, though. Like like you said, between the stuff that TJ does, right? Like, there is a, right. there is a fine line there. Because think about I even celebrated. Sure. But me sure. celebrating and me taunting. There's a difference between celebrating and different. taunting. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And did you see the Bill Belichick clip from, like, 10 years ago that was surfacing yeah. around? Because we, we all believe that. You are supposed you've to earned, celebrate. You've earned the right to be emotional yes. out there, to Ce enjoy yourself. Celebrating and taunting are, are different. very different yeah. me and you can yeah. celebrate but me and you can also bully people in here by taunting them and we can still make a look hey, we're just celebrating but we point at them now ah we got y'all ah, right. we did versus right. hey westman we dope man high five me high Woo. five me chest bump we still celebrate that's, that's not taunting though that's a good that's, that's, and that's, that's really well said by you it is so when i think of this rule that's kind of how i look at it the guys that taunt people they're the ones that are going to take offense to this but they are it's very a distinct action when you're taunting someone versus the guys just celebrate because you've been able to celebrate even before it was group celebrations. Remember that, right? Where you can do these, you can't do that. Guys still celebrate. You find ways to do that. But the taunting is what you want to get out because that is what ultimately will lead to Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals at half, not even at halftime. Think about this, right? 20 was that 2015 season then? 
Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? All the time that took place last game, all the on the social media stuff. And then you get what? A big old future brawl right in the middle of the field before the game starts. The NFL doesn't want that. No, they That do is not. not good for the brand. That is not good for business. But that will happen if you keep talking because it happened because Vontez Burflick hurt El Bell and he flexed in our, in our direction. And then look at what happened with and, Juju. And, and, that's his, and that's how it happened. He flexed and looked in our direction. What do we say? Okay, we're going to get you later then. And then we saw what happened. We got him later. And then what's, that leads to more fights. That leads to Ex fines. Exactly. That leads to suspensions. So when we talk about this, we in Pittsburgh. No, that's a really good, that's a good example, too. Us in Pittsburgh too. can directly relate to this if we just take off the black gold glass for a second. You no, know, we, that Juju perfect example is a perfect example of how these things can escalate. Yeah. I mean, we were part of the rule change. That, that's why you notice now, and before games, you can't get both teams at 50-50 yard line right now, right? Beforehand, hey, we could all meet at the midfield. Now, uh-uh. Y'all stay down here. Y'all stay down there. I don't care if you know each other. Nah, bruh. Not when we out here warming up together because we've already seen what can happen. And that was because of us. So, yeah, for me, my perspective of taunting, drastically different. You've seen it. You've seen I've, it play I've, out. I've seen it on the good end on us, and I've seen it on the bad end on us. But either way, I know what it leads to, man. <laughs> That's well said. And there is, there is a fine line between taunting and celebrating. I do just – I worry about – there being gray area there. That's that's the kind of yes. the, the, when we come back here, the the one area of this that I want to wrap up with you. We got some tweets, some people uh, input on this as well too. It's a good conversation, it is. man. Like both sides of it, because I understand as a fan what you might be seeing and how you might feel about it. It's just, as right. a fan, you want entertainment, right? And and certain elements of that are entertaining. And we like machismo. We like when a guy posts his chest, say, "I'm better than you." We do. We it's it's the gladiator yeah. spectacle, right? Yeah. Like in a weird way, I unless you're a Chiefs fan or whatever. <laughs> we love it when Antoine Winfield gets a Tyreek Hill's like, face seriously. and throws up the peace sign. But, but we don't like it when Tyreek throwing the peace sign to everybody else. But we we don't. <laughs> uh, and we also don't like it too, like you said, when it when it goes to that right. when it gets to that next level just, where just it becomes imagine, fisticuffs, where it becomes. Just, just imagine when Tom Brady ran over to Tyron Matthew to celebrating his face. If Tyron would have took a shot at him on biggest stage of the NFL. That would have been the story of the Super Bowl. Not the not Brady, not the Bucks, not not the but, Chiefs, but if not we the Holmes. But if we would have gone through and polled everybody that was in the stadium and said, hey, if a guy just did that to you, what would you do? 90% of them would probably say, yeah, I would have done the same thing. I would have reacted. I would have swung too. I would have hit him. We or can't at least push right. them out of my face. We can't have it both ways. No, you cannot yeah. have it both ways. And that is, you know, that's where, again, I think the example of the fan behavior stuff, yeah. there's a really thin line there, Mo. It's like it is a razor-thin margin it of is. appropriate and inappropriate, and those things can escalate very quickly. And, you know, I don't even like I siding escalate. with – Escalate very and look, look, and you know, I don't even like this because it makes me sound like I'm siding with the, the conglomerate. I'm siding with the with the, the, the driving oh, force you of the NFL. You're one of those old billionaire you know? suits, aren't you, Mozi? No fun. Oh, company man. Like, no, no. Fun league. I'm just telling you from personal experience, like, dudes lost money. <laughs> guys is getting banged up. <laughs> Plenty of guys went to sleep on both sides <laughs> in critical moments. I mean, dude, I've lived it. We saw this. We got, a, <laughs> we got a lot of reaction to this on Twitter. We'll get to that on the other side as we wrap out this conversation in the first hour of the show. It is the Steelers Blitz live from Heinz Field, training camp 2021 coverage on SNR. On the arm of Perry Bradshaw. From Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain. Ben Roethlisberger putting on the show. To Roethlisberger and Blitzburg. You're listening to SNR.
Parker Boats and I had to be separated during the break there. I mean, this guy, this guy was taunting me. All right, I was just trying to celebrate another great segment on SNR. Now, but you he know, was I'm not a taunter. I'm a retaliator. You are a it's retaliator. A you are a retaliator. You ain't got to worry about me taunting. You ta I'll retaliate now. I'll definitely I, retaliate. I, I, I do love, the more and more I think about how you laid that out and explained that there, it, it does make so much sense. Because I, I think anyone who's ever played a sport, even if you didn't play at a highlight, like if you just played varsity sports in high school, you know that feeling of <laughs> you feel like somebody wronged you, whether it was a taunt, whether it was a dirty play or whatever. Or they one up you. Yeah. You just redline, and, and you're getting that person back no matter what. Now, imagine that. We've all had that when we were 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. Maybe well, if you played sports in college, whatever. And physically, you might not have been capable of hurting people. Exactly. Now, imagine that. But with professional grown men right. athletes in a stadium with seventy thousand people highly, screaming and highly going nuts, highly skilled and know how to hurt people with the with the <laughs> with the lights on and the cameras rolling and all that pressure and and, and just that environment, I I think that that is something that everyone can relate to Arthur Motes um, from their own personal experience. Because again, I think we've all been there. Just those moments where your anger overtakes you mm -hmm. and you don't care about logic at that point. You're just going to get that person back. Um, and that is what we're trying to avoid. Well, another thing I look at is this, man. We talk about self-control, right? Self-control in the heat of the moment in a regular game is already a tough thing to do. Absolutely. Crowd and everything. Because the crowd, I mean, the crowd taunts the whole time, right? If we're being real about it. If you're on the road, yeah. Like, let's be real, right? They're taunting the whole time. Oh, buddy. So you already know yes, what the atmosphere are. is. I, would, which I wouldn't <laughs> expect it to be any different. So just imagine now if we go ahead and say, hey, man, players. Have at it. You have at it, too. Y'all go ahead and have it, too. And that emboldens the fans even okay. more. And, and now, then, so, so you then see that's where, where we get could, the, yeah. the malice at the palace. You can see how this could easily – because if me and you are competing against each other, you're talking smack. That's one thing. And then say you get the best of me right here, and now I got to hear from a regular fan on top of that? Nah, bro, we ain't going out like that. <laughs> that's just the human element part. And uh, that's, that's the thing that people forget with players, man. The human element part is very real. We work extremely hard to – to suppress the human yes, element. Yes. I throughout my career, it was way harder for me not to react, to not jump in a stand, it, it, no, to it is. not want to go out it, to you, it with you, a person you like. You gotta have a certain level of maturity. Yeah, you spend more time doing that than you do just operating being happy, because you know what the consequences are and the perception. And even though we would say it's not fair, we understand that people don't care. No one cares. So you just gotta deal with it. But trust me, it's way harder to just avoid. It is smacking people. <laughs> It's it's harder so to be you, the bigger person. Right. Like it so is. if you if you create an atmosphere, you create a climate where we're encouraging that now. Well, eventually guys are gonna get tired of trying to have all this restraint. They're gonna get tired of okay, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek, and then it becomes by any means necessary. <laughs> Mozi, you know what we need is we need like supporters sections at I these, wish. like you know how they have in like <laughs> European soccer yeah, yeah, where I'm familiar. Yep. like if 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 Moats and I right are Steelers fans going to a Ravens game, mm -hmm. if this was Europe. Moats and I can't just sit wherever we want. Right, we got our own They section. have a section yes. blocked off for us that you have to sit yes. there, and that is all part of – That's of, probably a lot more of the safety out there, too. It is. Because, well, I mean, you think, they, they you, go think even the, harder. you think the banter yes. amongst fans is bad yes. here. It's, it's insane out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've always wondered if that's a model that we would get to in America if we continue to see more and more right. of these fan incidents where it's like, hey, if you're coming as an out-of-town fan, great, but you have to sit here. Yeah. Or, like, you can't wear your colors in the stands. <laughs> you know, you can't wear black and gold here in Baltimore unless you're sitting in this section. I, I do wonder if it gets to that point. Uh, Motsi, we got a bunch of tweets oh, on man, this. Oh, man, because I had another question no, I wanted to ahead, ask you, too, though. Hey, we got nothing but time, baby. So when people say that this generation is soft, though, because of that, where do you draw your line? 
because you know that was the whole moniker of why people love in the 80s and 90s. Oh, they get to fight all the time. They're tough guys. Yep. It's a blue collar sport. Yeah. Um, Motsi, I would say that most of the people that are saying that that that's a generational thing. I mean, <laughs> all right. If you're 60 or 70 and you're so tough, come here and talk to Arthur Motes. That's why come 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 tell Arthur Motes he's soft. Because you know that's the that's the other response. Sure, to that. but again, but and you I'm know what's like funny <laughs> is like your OK Boomer moment. The, the players in our generation aren't the ones making those rules. Right. It's the John Morris. It's, exactly. it's, it's the guys that are in their 60s and 70s oh, and 80s part are, of who are part of that right. generation. So, yeah, I mean, you can kick rocks with that one me, all the That's way. because you know, that's the other response. Oh, man, y'all are soft oh, now, so man. Soft. You guys are so soft. It's like, soft. come on, man. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm all – I listen, I want the scenes. I want the emotion. <laughs> I want the passion out there on the field. I do as well. I do, I obviously. I that I, part, I man. pick up what – and that's why – that's, that's again, that Bilicek clip that's been surfacing. That's why you work so hard. That's why you play the game. Yes. But as, as Arthur Motes, I think, has done a, a very good job here of, of outlining, there's a clear distinction there. And if you're an adult with a functioning brain, you're picking up what we're putting down. It's a difference. Like you said, we want you to celebrate. I am 100% behind celebration. Shoot, even if I'm just working out with my, like, family or people that I'm training and stuff like that, I'm celebrating them because you need to feel that elation. You need to feel those endorphins go off when you, you do, do something it. good. Yeah. And then it's going to encourage you to do it again and again and again. So, yes, you want to encourage. You want to celebrate. Praise the heck out of these guys. But there is a difference between taunting and praising. <laughs> it's a big difference. I think that is very well said by our resident Professor Motes. Now, here's the kind of the last angle of this that concerns me. We got a couple tweets about this. TC tweeted us about it. Jerry tweeted about us as well. TC saying the biggest issue with all this stuff is it's another judgment call left to the referees. Jerry, kind of similar. The problem is the refs don't know the difference between taunting and celebrating. To that, an extent, they don't. That, that is, I think, a fair concern is that it's another judgment call for the officials. And my response would be this. As players, we know the rules. We think about the, def the, the defender's uh, receiver, right? As much as we hate that rule, as much of an inconvenience as that is for us as defenders, right? How many times have we been told it doesn't matter? You got to adjust. Even if this receiver is ducking his head at the last second and it was a terrible throw to put him in harm's way, it's still the onus falls on who? The defender, right? How many times have we talked about, how many times have we seen guys find six figures behind this stuff when we know for a fact the rule is set up and it's going to be a big-time issue? So when we hear about, oh, gray areas, you want to you remove the gray area? Cool. Once you make a good play, go back to the huddle then. <laughs> or yeah. you want to celebrate? Make sure it's clear that, hey, the referee can't confuse it because as a defender, I don't have any ounce of empathy or a soft bone in my body towards any player that wants to celebrate and complain about the referees when as a defender, Every single time we're hitting it, we can't even land on the quarterback right now. Just like, just, <laughs> like, like seriously, just, just think about that. Isaiah Bugs, yep, in the preseason Hall of Fame game, yep, got called for a 15-yard penalty for a play that, if I'm coaching this up for the past 30 years, I'm going to say that That's is how you coaching do it. tape. That's, That's how it's supposed to be done. That's how you do it. So when we're going to talk about complaining about, hey man, this gray area, man, what if this referee assumes that this guy's time because he's facing the direction of a defender? Yeah, I don't care about that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I agree with you right now, but if it's week four, yeah, I'll get used to it. And the Steelers are that, up, that, in, the Steelers, and the Steelers are up in Lambeau, mm -hmm. and uh, and Joe Schobert flexes mm -hmm. after making a nice play, fifteen yard penalty. No, 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 no. Who, who, who did Packers he flex towards? Who did he flex towards? Well, see, flex I, I think he flexed towards this towards his teammates no, no, no. on the Steelers sideline. Was side there line. a Green Bay Packer in his direction? Nope. But the ref thought there was. 
Well, no, you can't think it was either. He no, was or he wasn't. But that's a judgment call by the but referee. But no, no, it's not a judgment call. Like right now, you're in my area, right? I'm looking at you. Sure. And now, see, I wish, now, this, was, I turning, wish this was TV. No, no, no. But, but this is what visual. I'm saying. So, so visual here, right? Me and Wes are sitting side by side. I can literally touch him from where I'm sitting at. My eyes are facing his direction right now. If I'm flexing, this is taunting. It is. But now, if I'm looking this direction, Chris can still be the same as that referee who's sitting 90 degrees to the left of me right now, Chris right? Is the referee Just right painting here in the this picture. Now, Chris, the referee, I'm not even looking in your direction. I'm looking towards the referee. That's an easy call right there. It is. And like referees, I know we like to give them a hard time. They can di differentiate that. And if they can't, then they're not going to be out there continuing. No, that's, that, that's for that, a fact. That is true. That's for a fact. So when we talk about the preseason, Referees are taught in the preseason, and we're taught as players. We know this. They're going to call it way more in the preseason because it's a point of emphasis. And the whole purpose of that is just to get it on tape, to give plenty of examples of good of why we called it, or, hey, they might go back and review it and say, hey, we shouldn't have called right here. But their job during the preseason is to make Over, sure they get a ton it. of yeah. that so yeah. they set the standard going into the season. Once the season gets here, we're not going to have to worry about this like that. If it becomes egregious, yeah. But that's not how it's going to be. That's that not true. the intent It feels of like it. with a lot of these new rules and things that they lay out, they always overcall it, oversell Literally, it during like preseason, and we start to panic, and then it goes away for during the regular fact, season. They would come in and talk to us about it and tell you ahead of time, hey, look, in the preseason, we're going to call it – like the whole dropping your head if you're a running back rule, right? Think about that preseason when they made that rule and how they everybody was going out there calling it every game. time. Yep. How many times have we seen that call? Once or twice. <laughs> This is going to be the exact same unless you start getting people doing it egregiously. Yeah, that's another astute observation by like, you. That's yeah. just how the NFL operates. They get it on tape. They want to get a ton of Because if you only call it perfectly right now, well, how are we going to show to the team when we go to visit them again, season starting here, hey, this is acceptable, this isn't acceptable. You got to have multiple of those right there. So that's why they're getting all that on tape right now. But trust me, when it becomes the, the week one and it's really counting, especially postseason, the NFL loses money doing stuff like if that's going to be the case that's why they changed the catch rule think about that exactly you start losing money when you're exactly. having games altered drastically by that rule des Bryant and right. lambo jesse james right yes, here in front of us. absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah julie wants to know what this means for dancing on logos dancing on logo has always been a time i i mean i think so like if but, they were to do know, that but, before but games now, wait during a, a warm-up is that a 15 yard penalty on no, the no, no. opening kickoff I, I can tell you for a fact remember 2015, they started making rules where you couldn't do stuff on the logo because when we were out there with Cincinnati at their logo doing all that stuff. We already know in Dallas, right, because of how T.O. went down there and did the thing on the star, that whole fight broke out. That's right. That's, That's always right. been a thing since then. So the whole logo, oh, I didn't know it was an issue. We know why that became a, oh, it's a confusion part because we're in Pittsburgh. If this was any other team, any other player doing this, we're not having this conversation about his logo dancing bad or not. Is that a taunt or not? If people came out here to Hans Field and start throwing pet rides on our midfield, how are we going to feel about that? Not and you, and you, you tell me if that's a ton or not, basically. I would say it is. <laughs> but we always play dumb when it's, you know, in our favor. I also have the whole hockey culture thing where, like, you're not even allowed to step on the, on logo, the logo in, in the, the locker, locker room. Seriously. So I'm maybe not yeah. the right one to ask about this. Steeler Rocker, here's a good one, says, I took a limo with Ohio plates to a <laughs> Steelers-Browns game in Ohio when Tim Crouch led them down the field for a last-minute field goal. Browns fans came around our limo and were taunting us like mad. We did not take kindly to it. A small melee might have ensued. <laughs> 
and and that's the type of things that happen in those situations. Man. And, and, and that's what you know. Nobody the wants NFL's to be taunted. To it's no different yeah. than like I said. Nobody wants to be bullied, right? Taunting and bullying, same family. Right. The same family. Right. Now, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. One one last angle here as we wrap up this conversation from Sensei. Sensei makes a good point. He says, "I just find it interesting." that there's so much now regarding this new taunting rule when the league seemed to encourage team celebrations just a few right. years ago. But once again, a team celebration and me taunting you are drastically different. Juju, Claypool, Najee, if they got in the end zone and they did the fake bench press thing, you remember that celebration that, that Juju had where he's spotting them on the bench press? They can do that, and that is not a flag at all. We, In fact, we encourage that. We love to see that. That is fine. That will not be flagged. What will be flagged is if Juju scores that touchdown and he runs over to that defender and he starts, hey, putting up the touchdown signal in his face or he points at him in his face. Or like we talked about in Pittsburgh, we've already seen this with Claypool, the first down chop. If he first down chops on the guy's head, that is taunting. Run, that is not a celebration. Running to the Dallas star a, at midfield right. to celebrate. Like, what do you expect? Like, come on here, man. <laughs> Are we really not trying to differentiate between a celebration and a clear taunt? It's a difference here, man. It's a difference. Motsi, it's that old adage of, like, I, I don't know how to describe it to you. I just know it when I see it. <laughs> right? And I, I think that's that that's what it is here. I mean, there there is there's a clear cut, a thin line yeah. difference between some guys having fun and celebrating exactly, and, and some guys trying to, to taunt their opponent. I, I think we any, anybody knows the difference there from, from your walk of life. Motes breaks it down so well and explains it all so well from inside the white lines. But again, in, in this applies to all different avenues of life. It, it's not just sports where, where there's taunting and where there's trash talk. It can happen a lot of different ways. Um, and we certainly have enjoyed having this conversation. We'll get to more of your tweets as we roll along. But another guy who might know a thing or two about this, another former Steeler, Terrence Garvin, he joins us when we return. So don't go anywhere. Hour number two coming up next live at Heinz Field. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.